Hi, I'm Michelle Rickett. I want to invite you to come along from Bondage to Freedom, the podcast that explores true crimes of human trafficking and other abuses through the real-life stories of remarkable girls and women who are becoming free to build lives of purpose. I am Michelle Rickett, survivor, thriver, leader of an international ministry that frees and equips women and girls from suffering human trafficking and other abuses. This podcast shares their true crime stories with a spiritual lift. We'll share God's provision of a pathway out of slavery toward lives that are free to become all that God created us to be. I'll share my own harrowing journey from commercial sexual exploitation as a child, rising out of the ashes to a whole new life of purpose and joy. I have a personal word of caution for my listeners out of kindness to you all. First, I want to uh, explore the details of the true crimes of bondage to freedom, but it's not for sensitive ears. Though I won't be salacious, I will talk about the harsh reality, so be aware of that. Second, abuse and slavery are experienced in many different ways. I'll define some of what I mean and what I plan to address in just a few moments. Third, Every story is unique. Every person copes and heals differently. I hope I never give the impression that there is some formula to healing, though there are some helpful things that we've learned along the way that I love to share. As you hear each gripping story, I know you'll gain insights for your own journey or for someone you care about. Today, we'll be answering the questions, can this girl be healed? And Can she thrive after abuse? From my own story and the stories of hundreds of others I've interviewed, I can assure you that we do not have to remain forever victims or survivors and stop there, but we can become more than conquerors through Christ. As a preschool child, I was an early riser, but I would tell myself, to not get up until I heard other voices than my dad's. He would do uncomfortable things to me and I hated it. So I spent much of my childhood in hiding in a closet or the woods behind our house or inside of a hollowed out thicket. I would wrap up in a coat no matter what time of year it was. And I would take my paper doll to keep me company. I hoped to be like that little doll and be able to lay flat and silent and permanently disappear. But by some miracle, I began calling on God to save me. I daydreamed that God would make me invisible and untouchable. I'll share more about my journey in later episodes. Still, I often think about the many vulnerable children who are still in hiding, crying out to God, to send someone to free them from their perpetrator. That plea sends me and my colleagues at She Is Safe to the hardest places. It was in one of those hard places that I first met Pushpa. Pushpa was born in a brothel in India. Her mother was trafficked as a teen from Nepal 
there are still communities in Nepal where every girl over the age of 12 is trafficked to help the rest of the family survive. There are brothels of 30,000 girls and women trapped in sex slavery. And the average age when a girl begins there is 11 years old. So Pushpa's mother was one of those. And eventually she gave birth in the tiny room where she lived and worked. When men came in for sex, Pushpa's mother would put her baby girl in a box under the bed. Men who traffic and use girls and women like this are often violent in other ways too. They would slam her mother's face into the wall or a sink just to show who's boss. When Pushpa was three years old, a man came to their room and began arguing with his mother. In the fight that ensued, he threw lighter fluid on her mother and lit her on fire. Pushpa's mother was burning from head to toe, screaming in agony. In the chaos, one of the women in the brothel scooped up little Pushpa and ran outside. That woman had heard of a safe home for little girls of the brothels, and she took Pushpa there. Pushpa learned a whole new way of living. The older girls and house mothers led devotionals every morning to share God's heart about every person that he created. She ate healthy food. She played with a teddy bear. I have the cutest picture of her with that. And eventually she went to school. Every night she was tucked in being told that she is a priceless treasure made in the image of God. Her mother did survive, though not well. Uh, she visits and sees this young woman, her daughter, is becoming. The slavery that Pushpa's mother suffered, also known as human trafficking, is a criminal activity. And there's an entire lucrative business briefly defined as modern slavery. It's the recruitment, reception, harboring of another, which involves force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. The trafficker is often known by the victim as a family member or a friend or supposed romantic partner. 99% of those sold for sex across the globe are girls and women, and very few self-identify. We feel ashamed and complicit somehow. What is it that makes people vulnerable to being trafficked? Here's a few items. First, they may live in a community that holds a godless view of females that controls and exploits them. It may be that this person is just a child and trusting and naive and powerless, very gullible. It could be that the vulnerability is all about poverty, where people are just seeking a new life and they take risks, um, as you would if you were in that kind of situation. And that's generally the most common form of being lured into trafficking is just to find a better life. A background of abuse, of violence, can be a precursor to modern slavery. Victims are groomed and lured and debased and threatened, beaten, starved, and drugged, and often are used to recruit others, thus making them more complicit and feel as though they too are criminals. Wow. Uh, so what about you? Are there injustices that happened to you when you were young, leaving you feeling lost or unworthy or stuck? How can you become a thriver? Well, here's an essential skill I've found along the journey. 
Capture every thought and make it obedient to where you want it to go. Replace the lies that you are unworthy or you are stuck or you fill in the blank with the truth of what God says about himself and about you and others. And then you meditate on that truth at least a few times a day, morning and evening, and you will not wither, the Bible says. You will thrive and bear eternal fruit by leveraging and addressing the very things that you suffered, the things that you were lied to about, Break down those lies into the rich soil of who you are becoming starting today, right where you are. I've heard that we only use about 10% of our brain power and we can put our subconscious mind, our control center to work for us through the hours of sleep by meditating rather than letting our mind go randomly through the night. And God will counsel and reshape us during those hours toward his truth we've been meditating upon, even as we sleep. The Bible says, oh, God, you counsel me on my bed. So for those of you who would like to take a next step with me along this journey, I hope you'll subscribe and share this with your friends. And when you do that, I will send you a gift, a little five-minute audio nighttime meditation that's based on the scriptures that's been so helpful to me. And I hope all of this will be a tremendous blessing to you.